Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Where the Dark Corners Are. Hello, hello. I am Vina, and I am your Dark Travels hostess. Tonight, in honor of the up-and-coming St. Patrick's Day, we are cracking open our passports and heading to Northern Ireland. Now, last year I shared my Ireland trip and a bit of history of why, or rather who, was St. Patrick. And, of course, I shared my Starbucks story. Starbucks. What's a Starbucks? But sadly, I actually have never been to Northern Ireland. Whereas I've been to Ireland, but not Northern Ireland. And it's my understanding that Northern Ireland actually has some pretty amazing geographical places. And of course, some awesome haunted places. Now, to give you an extremely, like super extreme, brief history... Northern Ireland, which is part of the mainland of Ireland, consists of six counties that is still very much tied to England. When Ireland had gained her independence in 1922, the country's name was first called the Irish Free State. In 1937, it became constitutionally known as the State of Ireland. But these six counties, the northern ones, that's why it's called the North, opted to remain part of the British Empire. Either way, the best part of Northern Ireland is that it is haunted. So let's go Northern Ireland dark. Our very first stop is considered to be the most haunted place in all of Northern Ireland. I'm of course referring to the Ballygally Castle. Located in Ulster County, situated about 40 miles from Belfast, and built in the 17th century, this now 54 guest room hotel has a lot of ghosts running around. Now, I took a moment and I checked out the pictures, and it's definitely been modernized. However, it still has its medieval exterior with its high walls that are five feet, five feet thick, and steep roofs. And when you're meandering around on the grounds and you're like, oh my God, that looks like bullet holes. Well, they're musket holes, actually. You can still see, apparently, the musket holes in the exterior walls. So who's haunting this castle, now hotel? Well, let's start with Lady Isabel Shaw. Apparently, she is the most active entity on the property. Lady Isabel Shaw was the wife of Lord Shaw, who actually built the castle. Castle turned hotel. He obviously didn't do it then but you know obviously down the line now there are actually a couple of theories about why lady isabella 
haunts the castle. The first story is that as soon as she delivered Lord Shaw his heir, he locked her up in a room at the top of the castle with the intentions of starving poor Isabella to death. And refusing to die in such a manner, Isabella attempted to escape, but unfortunately fell to her death. Another theory is, is that Lord Shaw himself had managed to throw her to her death or paid someone to kill her by throwing her out of a window. Either way, apparently in the afterlife, she is, of course, looking for her child. And her ghost is often seen wandering the castles through the corridors at night, knocking on guest doors, looking for her baby. And she's known to knock and disappear. But either way, in addition to her knocking and disappearing, there are reports of unexplained noises around the castle. And... It is believed that a mysterious green mist is actually attributed to her. So she might be knocking around a few things and appearing in green when she's going a hunting looking for her baby. Now this hotel even has a room dedicated in one of the towers to her. It's, cons- it's actually called the ghost room. And it is where most of the hauntings tend to occur. And that for the obvious reasons. I mean, if she was holed up or you know, forced to flee and fell to her death, and that was the last place she was at, this makes perfect sense. Now, Isabella is actually not alone haunting this place. There is another ghost who is called Madame Nixon. Madame Nixon actually lived in the hotel in the 19th century, and she can be heard walking around the hotel because you can actually hear the the material of her silk dress as she's meandering throughout the castle. Now, besides these two ladies, there are other paranormal activity. Again, this is considered one of the most, if if not the most haunted places in Northern Ireland. But people have reported the sounds of hearing a child running around a room and laughing, but they never actually see this child. A hotel manager has also reported having an instance where he set up a room for a function, locked the door behind him, And when he returned, the locked room was completely in disarray. Everything that he set up was turned down. Glasses looked as if they had been used and moved about. The napkins had been disheveled. And basically, it was like, maybe they didn't like, the ghost didn't like the manager or something, but basically undid all of the manager's hard work. And naturally, because of the well-known and documented paranormal activity, Mediums have been known to visit, and some of them have claimed that there are actually more ghosts than they actually realize. In fact, one has even been said to say there are more ghosts than guests staying on the castle. And if you are feeling brave and would love to have a paranormal experience, when you book your room, request to stay in the ghost room in the tower. And I have a sneaky suspicion castle staff will know what you are referring to. Moving on from the Ballygally Castle, let's talk about another haunted place in Northern Ireland. I am, of course, referring to the Crumlin Road Jail, located in Belfast. Built in 1845, it's had its fair share of tragedies and executions. In the course of its 150-year history, as it was closed in 1996, 17 men 
have been executed on the grounds of this particular jail. So what kind of paranormal activities are happening here? Most people have reported strange sightings. They've heard strange noises. They've had unexplained happenings. And they've heard disembodied voices. And there is actually this curious experience where, and I'm not really sure why, in my research I couldn't see or it wasn't explained why they would have coffins on the property. But apparently a visitor had got himself, herself, into a coffin to take a photograph. And when they saw the picture later, it was apparent that the photograph had captured the image of a strange face next to the gentleman in the coffin. So, (laughs) but I mean, I don't even know why anybody wanted to get in a coffin anyways. Either way, this is not the only unusual or unexplained happening. In the sea wing of the prison, which is said to be the home of a phantom man. This man has been seen walking the corridors. And apparently, this is also the place where people have reported hearing unexplained voices of the disembodied. Now, in addition to the phantom man and the coffin incident, there is the very sad story of the young boy who could be heard crying. Apparently, the young boy was set to die, and he was to be hung on the gallows, but the night before, he ended up committing suicide instead. In the nights leading up to his death, it was said that the young boy would cry himself to sleep, and it was just heart-wrenching even for the other prisoners to hear him cry. And, I mean, even the hardened the most hardened of criminals of them all. And because of the anguish that this poor child experienced, it is believed that his energy, this energy continues to to exist there. And it is said that his cries can still be heard in the prison from time to time, especially at night. In addition to the cries of this young boy, people have reported seeing shadows walk through the cells. And... As curious as it sounds, the majority of the ghost sightings reported at this jail are actually the wardens as opposed to the inmates. It is believed that many of the wardens still continue to patrol the grounds and, you know, keeping their watch as the sightings of the, I mean, the prison wardens just seem to be one of the most prolific activities going on here. Now, again, with the young boy, again, with the phantom in the sea wing, there is also the story of an American Jewish person who was hung for a crime that he vehemently denied committing. And probably because of this, his ghost has been seen multiple times walking around the prisons and on the iron walkways. Because, again, he was, he was hung for a crime that he did not commit, and his spirit lingers with the injustice of the matter. Now, moving down to Londonderry, at a place called Spring Hill House, let's talk about this historic home to the famous ghost of Olivia. Now, the Spring Hill House was originally built by William Cunningham in 1611, after coming from Ayrshire in Scotland. 
Over time, as different family members took possession of the home, they expanded and made several changes to the original home. So when the home became into the possession of George Lennox Cunningham, when he became head of the family, it was he who, having learned that he was going to be court-martialed after going AWOL from his post in the Army to return home to his sick daughters, one of whom actually ended up dying, suffered from a bout of depression that he absolutely could not overcome. And because of such, he unfortunately took his life. And as it was, he ended up committing suicide in the blue room of the house. Now, as I said before, this house is known for the famous ghost of Olivia. Olivia was his wife. And it is believed that it is her that is seen repeating her never-ending cycle of her attempt to save her husband. Like she's dashing in, 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 in a vain attempt to save him. Like she's tr- rushing towards him. But she's never going to save him. And it is believed because she was so guilt-laden due to his suicide and because she was unable to save him that her restless soul still remains on the property. But she's not malice. She brings no malice to the table. She's actually very kind, especially to children. In fact, it's the children she's likely to make her presence known to. And in general, when she does appear, it's usually during the day. And again, she's either wandering the house, trying to save George, or just wandering about, or simply standing quietly on some stairs. But it's also said that she likes to float around the gardens, basically checking out the peeps, visiting her home, and and of course, making sure that her garden is still thriving. And like I said, she brings no malice. She actually kind of brings like a sense of peace, and which is nice because that's not always the case, as we all know. It comes to ghosts. Now, there is actually this very curious incident related to a wooden cot that Olivia used to use for her children. And the story goes that during World War II, when the when the United States came over to assist in the reclaiming of Europe, U.S. soldiers were actually stationed in England, Ireland, and Scotland. Well, apparently some U.S. soldiers were temporarily stationed at Spring House Hill. And when this happened, they started hearing of this really strange noise. It was like a knocking coming from the nursery, especially at night. And this is where this wooden cot that Olivia used to use was located. Now, the soldiers honed in, was like, it's the cot. The cot is a knocking. It's got to go because we need our sleep in order to kill some goddamn Nazis. And so they asked for the cot to be removed. And, you know, by then, this is a 350-year-old house. So, you know, they had to go through the proper channels and what have you. But either way, the cot gets temporarily removed. And after the war ended, the cot actually gets returned to the house. And it's still knocking. So, and, and there doesn't seem to be any... Apparent reason. (laughs) It's Olivia going, you can sleep here. You can sleep here. You're welcome. Now, we've talked about Bally Galley, which is now a hotel. And we've talked about a jail. And we've talked about what sounds like a very beautiful and and lovely home. 
Let's talk castles. The Carrick Fergus Castle? The Carrick Fergus Castle? I don't really do my accents very well, so no offense, please, my Irish listeners. Which is located in County Atrium, to be exact. Now, this is an exceptionally old castle. The beginnings of this Norman castle goes back to 1185. So we're talking over a thousand years old. And it actually starts off as a position fortress. It's, you know, for protecting people, obviously. The castle is extremely well preserved and is considered one of the finest examples of medieval castles in Ireland, Northern Ireland, the island. Anywho, and and County Atrium apparently is not too far from Belfast, so it's all in sounds like it's all in a day's drive. Either way, this castle is t- known to be haunted by a young man named Button Cap. This is not his real name. This is his nickname. So here's the story. Button Cap was a young soldier. He was actually an army drummer, to be more f- specific, who was stationed at. Carrick Fergus, Carrick Fergus Castle during the late 18th century. And it's believed that Buttoncap basically suffers from a case of mistaken identity. So here's what happened. During the 1760s, a regiment was stationed at the castle and a young English soldier by the name of Robert Rainey fell in love with a local girl by the name of Betsy Bard. Now, despite Rainey's, you know, man whore reputation, apparently, he promised Betsy, babe, I will be faithful to you if you marry me. And she eventually, he kind of, it kind of sounds like he kind of wore, wore her down a little bit. And eventually she's like, yes, all right, I'll be your wife. Well, unbeknownst to Rainey, Betsy had a side trick going on, has side, you know what word. I want to say, but it won't. Side guy. We'll go with side guy going on. And this side relationship, the secret relationship, was with the brother of Rainey's commanding officer, Lieutenant Colonel John Jennings. Now, Rainey finds out about his cheating growl and her cheating ways, and he actually encounters Jennings' brother in town one day, And he loses his shit, and he literally stabs him through with his sword and what they call a fit of rage. And then, I mean, he's, like, so crazy and just off his rocker. He actually just puts the sword back in the sheath, and he goes back to his quarters like it was nothing. Now, before he died, Jennings explains what happened, except Jenny gets Rainey confused with another soldier by the name of Timothy Lavery. Because apparently these two, Timmy and Rainey, looked very much like each other. And unfortunately, it's Lavery who gets tried for the murder of this officer. I mean, your witness is dead, so I'm actually really surprised that this is... uh, goes on because he gets convicted despite his pleas of innocence he actually gets sentenced to death and following you know the court procedures of, of the 1760s lavery gets taken to the gallows 
on the outskirts of town, and he gets hung. And as he's getting the noose placed around his neck, he is telling them he's innocent and that he intends to haunt the castle forever due to this injustice. So it is believed that the former soldier, Button Cap, likes to make himself known to both the visitors and staff alike. But he is most frequently seen standing by a well, actually informally known as Button Cap's Well. And when he's not hanging out by the well, his ghost can be heard screaming about his innocence throughout the castle. And if that's not enough, he also apparently likes to carry his head under his arm as he walks the battlements. And apparently he also likes to hang out at at a place called Dubbins Inn, which is actually not too far from this particular castle. In fact, in my research, it was said to believe that there was a secret tunnel that led from the castle to the Dubbins Inn. Now, Button Cap is not the only ghost in the castle. There was actually an incident in 2016 where a tourist had taken a picture, just some random picture, of the castle. And in the picture, you can see the shape of a young boy looking out from an upstairs window. And the tourist, which was a woman, really believes that she caught a ghost on tape. So... Button Cap isn't alone, and why would he be alone? And we're talking about a castle that's over a 1,000 years old. And this particular castle has been fought over the Scottish, the English, the Irish. Pirates have been here, even the Americans. John Paul Jones, I, it's my, if my research is correct, has been there. So, I mean, people have seriously died fighting in and around this castle. So... That doesn't surprise me that Button Cap is not alone. Now, as I previously mentioned, there was a secret tunnel or supposedly a secret tunnel between the castle and Dubbin's Inn. So let's talk about Dubbin's Inn. Dubbin's Inn is actually over 500 years old. And, of course, just like the castle, it has a few ghosts. This is now a family-run hotel, but... Just like the castle, it's got some violence, and it's got its fair share of murders. So, let's talk about the murder that happened in the early 1700s. So, the Dobbins was owned by the Dobbin family, and the wife was Elizabeth Dobbin. And she had fallen in love with a soldier stationed at the castle. And she would sneak out at night to visit her lover through this reportedly concealed castle. And eventually, her husband found out, caught her cheating ways, and lost his shit, murdered his wife with a sword, and then decided to go down into the tunnels and surprise her lover. And as soon as he came across the soldier, he basically sliced and diced this poor guy. And... Because Elizabeth was murdered, her spirit is unable to remain at peace. So it is believed that she has been seen in the reception area. It is believed she's been seen in the bar, especially moving around towards the fireplace where this supposed tunnel used to exist. And it's kind of funny because apparently they 
people had tried looking for this tunnel and they absolutely can't find it. But either way, even today, despite the fact that this inn has been converted into a modern day hotel in 1946, and as such, Miss Elizabeth tends to hang out in the room 21, which is curious because it's noted that Elizabeth was 21 when she herself was murdered. People who are staying in room 21 have woken up from a dead sleep and see this Miss Elizabeth standing over them. And some of them have even reported that she gently caresses their faces while they sleep. In addition to seeing her in the reception area near the fireplace in room 21, there was even a curious incident where a waiter was going about their business and somebody like chucked a coin at them and it was like they were in a completely empty room so they of course blamed Elizabeth and and it's kind of funny because in some of my research one article I came across said that for some reason they actually have started calling Elizabeth Maud it didn't provide an explanation but either way now you know it's either Maud or Elizabeth now, heading back to Belfast, let's talk about the Grand Opera House in Belfast. And this is, I took a moment and I looked at pictures, and this place is just so beautiful. It's extremely ornate, and of course, being a theater, it is haunted. But it, it's considered a concert hall, of course, with, you know, theater. It was opened to the public in 1895, and it is got its tales of of ghosts going on so it is believed that two deceased stagehands by the name of george and harry are said to be hanging around along with a couple other former staff members that just seem to really like it there and you know that's the thing about theaters that i think is part of the draw is because there's so much passion for the stage and the love for the stage whether you're an audience member or cast member or the hard work you put into making these wonderful plays to me the theater is a place where there's a lot of love and passion and sometimes very strange deaths so having said that the actors at the grand opera house have reported seeing disembodied faces it's like staring at them have reported seeing shadows moving about, have reported the sensation of being watched and followed as they move about the stage area or the back area, the backstage area, but especially when they're alone. There was even an instance where one particular actor doing his lines, he's doing his rehearsal, and he saw somebody in the audience only to learn that there are only two people in the building And the second guy was working in the back. So who was in the audience? I guess we'll never know. Maybe it was George or Harry. In addition to George and Harry, a lot of the actors and crew members believe that some of the experiences is actually related to this dark figure who is dressed in these dark flowing robes who have been seen in the theater from time to time. And... Believe it or not, a paranormal group actually came in and investigated, and they, according to them, they made contact with George and Harry, as well as other staff members who had passed on. 
and this includes the ghost of a former assistant who had had a heart attack in 1928 and now haunts the lobby. And let's be honest, the theater is the place to be. And it's lively and it's fun and it's festive, so why not? All right, so that is my Northern Ireland. I really kind of feel like because I had my pick, I I am obviously going to come back. I kind of felt like I should have selected some places where there were potential witchcraft or demon, demon, devil worshiping going on to kind of give it a well-roundedness. But I primarily stayed around Belfast. But I mean... Seriously, Northern Ireland, just like the rest of Ireland, just like Scotland and England, is very haunted. And and I had my choice, so obviously I will be back with another episode uh, regarding Northern Ireland. Maybe next year? Who knows? Anyways, but for now, on to business. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. We have a Facebook page, and if you are curious or interested and would like to join, send us requests. However, if you have a place that you would someday like to see their dark corners are or have a very specific tourist attraction, if you know where the witches are hanging around in Northern Ireland, <laughs> send us an email at where the dark corners are at gmail.com. So until next time, please remember, only the few can find the beauty in the darkness, which is why I hope to meet you where the dark corners are. Mm-hmm.